Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Switch Station, episode one, the podcast dedicated to Sony and Nintendo, coming at you three times a week, yes, live, not live, sorry, Dave, nor the live, on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then a very special episode on a Friday, sit back, grab a drink, because you're going to need it, as I go through the news, reviews, and the first impressions, let's get on with it. So as always, there's always a new gaming podcast or a new podcast popping up. You can make podcasts very easy and I've done the same thing with Anchor.fm. They are a great podcasting hosting site and why not give it a try over there? That sounds a really sponsored plug, but it's not. I love the app. You can get it on Google Play and iOS and all those good places. But enough of me trying to sound like I'm trying to sell something. And today I want to discuss Nintendo and Nintendo Switch. Yes, uh, but before we do, let me explain the show. Let me explain the format and how this show will work. On a Tuesday and a Thursday, there'll be an upload each week. One will be dedicated to Nintendo. The other will be dedicated to Sony. So if you're in the Nintendo camp, you'll get your news reviews, first impressions on a Tuesday. If you're in the Sony camp, it'll always be a Thursday. The Friday show, which is my once a week, it's dedicated to Mario Maker 2, the game that is just released on the Nintendo Switch, which we'll be talking about in today's show. We'll get its very own show as I review and look at levels and, and learning building tips for levels and going into in-depth with this game and hosting community challenges. Sending me your levels in, I'll play them on stream and I'll review them on the podcast. So that's that's how this show works. It's news, reviews, first impressions, and a very special Friday episode dedicated to Mario Maker. So, enough of me waffling. Let's get on with the Tuesday show all about Nintendo. Job's done. So, in today's show, we're going to discuss as uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, debacle. Not really a debacle. I'm going to give my opinion on the national decks, if you like. We're going to talk about the fact that Mario Maker currently will only let you upload 32 levels and we're going to discuss some other bits and pieces like some games that have hit the store as as of now one of the, my like ultimately favorite games of all time has hit the eShop and is getting a retail release so there's no like first in well we'll discuss mario maker as my, my first impressions in this show and we'll kick off with mario maker uh first of all and the news surrounding mario maker now before mario maker released there was lots of news here and there about what Mario Maker was restricting and what Mario Maker was making you do when you were, you know, I haven't played the, I haven't built any levels yet in handheld mode, so I don't know if it literally locks you to the touchscreen, which is kind of weird in in the sense that I haven't got a pen, so I'm going to stick my, my, my fingers all over my, my Switch screen, and that's just, that's just weird that Nintendo won't allow you to have the control features even in handheld mode. So in docked mode, you can, you can use your, your, your joy cons or your pro controller but i believe there is no way uh, to to um use the i've forgotten what i'm saying use the the joy cons when it's in handheld mode but that's that's not what we're really discussing i can discuss that more in the mario maker episode but what i wanted to touch on was currently mario maker 2 only allows you to upload 32 levels now this that may sound quite a lot well it may not sound a lot but it is a lot but it's not a lot so finally launched on Nintendo Switch yesterday, but players have been busy creating their own levels, and I've played a few already. Some of them are amazing, some of them are, are terrible. But 
Uh, but a Reddit user has um, been testing the course upload process and revealed that title only allows users to upload 32 levels. Now, there was a cap with the original Mario Maker apparently on the Wii U, which only allowed you to upload 10. Now, I'm wondering if this is Nintendo, I'm, and I haven't checked the Reddit post just yet, but I'm hoping that the this is just a, a Nintendo stress testing things and making sure that things are all working as they should be before they allow things to go stupidly live. Now, of course, this has caused some, you know, discussion, maybe a little bit upset between the Mario Mario Maker community, but I don't see it as a bad thing. It's, you know, it's Nintendo probably just slowly making sure that the game's servers and, and places like that can handle what's going to I mean. There's going to be a lot of traffic for, for this game, and I do suspect Nintendo to be bringing, you know, rolling out the ability to upload more than 32. I know there was a day one patch as well, because apparently a game-breaking bug was found. That's been patched out, so make sure you patch your games when you do get it. But Mario Maker 2 is out. It's it's good fun. I've been playing it for the last couple of days on stream, you know, on and off uh, in my own spare time. It's a great platformer. If you just want to play platforming levels to your heart's content and not create any there's hundreds of hours of content in mario maker because there's a community constantly making the levels so it's great i'm going to be streaming them and like i said there is a show released every friday that's going to go into more de in depth about the news and the community and the levels and all those kind of things surrounding mario maker i didn't want to go to too much depth of that here truly this is the dankest dungeon Something I did want to touch on is the Pokemon National Dex situation. As you remember, Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield did announce, the developers, Game Freak, had announced that there would be no National Dex inside Pokemon Sword and Shield. And this, this split the Pokemon community. While there's some people on one side of the fence, they say, great, you know, I can concentrate on Pokemon from this region and I can look at... The, the ones that they're giving me to create a new team for competitive and I can look at different ways of, of really going about my Pokemon journey. You also had, you know, people saying it's not bad. You, you know, I can understand what Game Freak is saying. They've got 800 plus Pokemon to, to try and, you know, reconfigure and make, you know, look differently, not differently, but upgrade to a 3D digital um, platform. And that's what Game Freak was saying. They, they basically said, no, it's too much work. I don't, we don't think it's, you know, it's going to be plausible in this current, you know, we want to make sure the game is as, as good as it can be without having to, to go back and recreate 800 Pokemon. Now, I don't know if they've given us an exact figure of Pokemon inside Sword and Shield, but I'm hoping, even though they're removing the ability for national decks, I'm hoping they give us enough to warrant that removal. So for me, uh, it, the National Dex is a little bit upsetting because if you get a Pokemon game that only has 150 to 200 Pokemon, yes, okay, that does that sounds like a lot to catch. But when you then remove your game locked ones, so if you buy Sword, you'll have special ones for those. If you have if you have Shield, you have special ones for those. Then there'll be ones by trade only by this only by that only you know and it's it's those ones that once you start looking at those you'll then get a reduction in how many pokemon you get you remember you can't pick all get all three starters in the games so these are all things that you have to i always think you should consider when bringing down you know how many pokemon are available to catch i don't have a number in my head that i think is 
a warranted number for a game, but I do kind of understand what Game Freak is saying. The cynical side of the argument is they want to do this because of the way Pokemon Go has, has made them millions and millions of pounds. They want to incorporate uh, a feature where they can bring roll these Pokemon in slowly as DLC, as added content. And part of me, the cynical side of me, thinks it's probably true. They could go down that road, but that's down to Game Freak at the end of the day. We can shout and scream as, as much as we want as gamers, and, and gamers always do. They've become very vocal probably ever since the Star Wars Battlefront 2 saga, and yes, rightly so. But I don't see this as them saying, look, we got 150 Pokemon, but the other, you know, 800 from the previous games are, are locked in loot boxes that you pay for. You know, Game Freak are coming out and just saying, look, you know, we want to create a new Pokemon experience. We want people to try different combinations and different teams. And we want, we don't want to have to go back and recreate 800 models. And, you know, again, people are going to disagree with me, but that's my opinion. I genuinely am looking forward to the, to the next evolution of Pokemon, if you like. I think what they're doing is, is, is fine. I don't think it's a problem as long as they don't stuff them in loot boxes and, and then make us pay, you know, gems or however they want to do it you know, or how, if they were to do that kind of thing. And I don't think they will. I, I genuinely don't think that they would go down that road. And it always does scare you when they've got a games company, have got content and they, they're not putting it into a new game when every single game before them, you've always had the ability to bring those Pokemon forward. And with the crux of it, that is the issue. You can't bring all of your Pokemon from, say you've, say you've had been collecting the Pokemon games since red and or yellow, whenever you started, and you've got every single Pokemon, you've done a national dex right through to this new game, and you're, you heard Sword and Shield are coming out, and all of a sudden you're like, yes, I can transfer them all to the Switch, bosh. And then they come out and say this, and then I, I get the where people are going, their brains are like, whoa, that's that's not fair, but I, I, I digress, and they have released a statement, and it says... The, today on the company's, um, sorry, let me start again. Mr. Masood has issued a statement today on the company's controversial decision to remove the national decks in the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield from the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. He stated that the message that it was a very difficult decision, though he and the rest of the team have been pouring the hearts into these games, despite the fact every Pokemon won't be included. He did say they may appear in future games. So, you know, that tells me that they're, they're they're going to hold off a little bit, but in future games, we may see them. So think of this as like the start of a, a brand new generation of Pokemon, not generation one. You know, this is a, it's a re, it's a reboot of the series in a 3D platform. They finally got the power to bring us probably one of the most beautiful looking Pokemon games that they've ever created. And they want to create the world. They want to create everything around it. And then hopefully as the games you know, go on, we get two or three on the Nintendo Switch, if you like we could see more of those Pokemon added, which then give us the ability to then start recreating that national decks. So the statement goes on to say, thank you to all of our fans for caring so deeply about Pokemon. Recently, I shared the news that some Pokemon cannot be transferred to Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've read all of your comments and appreciate your love and passion for Pokemon. Just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon. Each and every one of them is very important to us. After so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very difficult decision for me, and I'd like to make thing one thing clear. 
Even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Sword and Shield, that doesn't mean it will not appear in future games. The world of the Pokemon continues to evolve. The Gala region offers new Pokemon to encounter, trainer battles, and adventures to embark on. We're pouring our hearts into these games, and we hope you look forward to joining us on this journey. I really think people just... I think they've got to rein it in a little bit. You know, I understand the frustration and the anger from fans and gaming fans are probably some of the most passionate you'll find, but the game's not even out yet. The game hasn't hit store shelves. We've only seen gameplay and they turn around and gone, you know, we're not going to include every single Pokemon. They might include 500 Pokemon from previous games and 300 are not there in. They might include 50, giving us 300 total to catch. Let's wait for the game to be released. Let's wait for the lists to come out and let's see what actually happens when stuff, you know, when stuff comes. I'll, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on, on this and as it develops from Game Freak and, and so on, we'll see where it goes. But I think, I think we need to just, I think people need to kind of step, step, take a step back and just wait for, wait for more information on the game. Repeated exposure to Ren and Stimpy's Space Cadet Adventures may cause temporary space madness. People go crazy on these long trips. It's Ren and Stimpy's Space Cadet Adventures, the latest craze for your Nintendo Game Boy. So let's discuss a couple of games I've been playing, apart from Mario Maker, and I'm not going to go into Mario Maker and discuss that in length. You can wait for Friday for that one, but I want to discuss a game that I picked up back in 2017 that really didn't click. I, I had problems with this game back then that I couldn't quite understand. I couldn't quite work out what was what. This game is an interesting concept. It's one of the one of the biggest RPGs you will find on the Switch. And I have to say, currently, it's one of my favorite games. And next week's episode is going to be my, my top 10 Nintendo Switch games or top 10 games you can play on the Nintendo Switch as, you know, well, as other consoles. Wait for that. That's coming out next week. But this is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, this is probably one of the biggest surprises for me. I had a lot of issues with Zelda when it first released, but I had even bigger issues with Xenoblades. I couldn't get my head around the auto-attacking. I couldn't get my head around how the combos worked. But I, I sat down... Uh, with a with a chat from another community, and this guy gave me all the tips and all the advice that I needed for me to understand. And the story is some of the best story I've I've ever experienced. And I genuinely mean this. If you haven't given it a go, and I'm not going to go into spoiler discussions at all because that's not fair. This story already, um, 20 hours in, has had more twists and turns than uh, well than a than a than a road it's it's ridiculous that's the worst analogy i've ever done but honestly it's one of these games that i genuinely can feel like i can recommend off the back of 20 hours of gameplay um and we've only scratched the surface of what this game has to offer i'm really surprised at some of the things that they're they're tackling in this game they're tackling bigger issues than just you know party members problems but also they're tackling a lot of great stuff that makes you sit there and sit back and realize that it is a, a an understanding of I, I don't know I don't know how to put it I it's a I can't say too much because it's it's I spoil the story I know it's been out eighteen months but if you haven't played this game please go go take the time and go play that I know it's it's silly to say that at eighteen months in but it's it's well worth time and energy to invest in this RPG and 
Listen out to some more of my thoughts on Xenoblade Chronicles 2 when it comes to my top 10 Nintendo Switch games you can play on the Switch. The other one is Celeste. I recently completed Celeste on stream with 2,265 deaths um, and about 14 strawberries captured. This game is incredible, but at the same time, it's probably one of the most infuriating games I've ever come across. It's wonderful. It's such slick platforming, such amazing like you know, such an amazing art direction and such a deep, compelling story that it made me sit up and want to continue through what I think it took me about nine or ten hours to complete. What that game gave me was a story that 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 stuck with me. It's a, a story that can hit home. Um, really, it can hit home because it's a story that deals with real real life issues for for many of us. And I played that through and I enjoyed every single second of Celeste. It's such an incredible, tight, jumping platformer. The The movement in that game is some of the best platforming you'll find on a console to date. It is so good and so sublime. The, the art style is fantastic and it really is a fantastic story. Again, not to give spoilers away, but it's been out probably, I think, again, it's been out at least a year and it's but it's well worth a play and if it ever goes on sale pick it up don't wait for it to go on sale pick it up now it's such a good such a great game you know there's moments in this game where it makes you you want to cry because you can't make this one jump it makes you happy because you've just succeeded in a part that you've been stuck on for half an hour but not only that it makes you sit up and when you read the dialogue that's coming out of the story and, and these moments that happen you know, as I said, they resonate with people. They make you think. And a game that can do that is more than just a game. It shows where gaming media can go and it shows what people can do with a game and the the the, the subjects that they can go to and, and they can look at. And that's the thing with gaming. It can do that. But a lot of people associate gaming with other forms and, you know, all these things of violence. and stuff. But then you get a a thing like Celeste and it tackles real world issues, real life issues, not world issues, but life issues. So again, there, there's two games there, Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a good couple of hundred hours of gameplay easy. And then you've got Celeste. It's, they're both amazing games. Please go, go pick them up. They're well worth it. Go play them, please. Job's done. So this is a short and sweet episode just to kick things off with Switch Station. Uh, Switch Station episode two will come for a release on Thursday when we're going to be talking about the Sony PlayStation. Yes, that's how this show will work. You can get it, this show on your favorite podcasting apps and it's going to go live on anchor.fm slash Switch Station very, very soon. And then it'll be uploaded. Please keep an eye out for the show subscribe obviously and all that kind of stuff but this show is three times a week you'll be able to get the mario maker stuff on a friday sony on a thursday nintendo on a tuesday news is a little bit short at the minute but there's a couple of things i wanted to cover and there's some games obviously out but thank you for listening i know i've rambled a lot this evening on this one but hopefully you've enjoyed the show any advice please get in touch you can get hit you can send me an email at rcastmedia.com at gmail.com that's rcastmedia at gmail.com 
You can also hit me up on Twitter at that chap zap. And if things kick off, I'll make sure all my social media and everything is the same kind of account. But that's Switch Station episode one. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.